Welcome to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast, where we look inside the mind of seven-figure entrepreneurs to see how they amplify their business and amplify their life. Let's welcome today's guest. Today's guest is an executive coach, corporate trainer, and professional speaker who mentors C-suite business leaders, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals to build and protect their brands by raising their level of influence as a trusted advisor to maximize their results. He's also worked with companies to create an independent work environment and a thriving culture through a growth mindset foundation effective communication, transparent leadership, and higher engagement. His book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity, when was a international bestseller in 2016. He also co-authored the recent edition of Mastering the Art of Success with the one and only Jack Canfield. His weekly radio show, Sustainable Success, is part of the Voice of America Influencers channel. Please give a very warm welcome to the show, Chris Salem. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, Paul. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me today. Hey, it's it's going to be an exciting podcast. Now, I want to jump in straight to something like we, we like a bit of taboo on, on the show. So what's something that's not talked about that can really scale your business? I'm curious of the answer to this. Well, I, I always say it's it's how we think. A lot of times people just take that for granted. They think they can just kind of go through the motions. And there are, there are people out there who are successful in terms of you know where they are in their businesses. They're doing seven figures. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're successful in other areas of their life or that their business is going to sustain because of the way they think. So I think the way you think is so important. And there's, there's two different mindsets. There's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. A fixed mindset is one that operates in the past and the future. It's fear-based thinking. And often it ties itself to expectations, to to outcomes. And often when that happens, they go unfulfilled. We get frustrated, overwhelmed. We worry. We get angry. A growth mindset is about shifting your way of thinking into the present moment where fear cannot thrive. And when fear is reduced, we have more clarity. With more clarity, we have more focus. With more focus, we can be decisive. And then when we're decisive, we can take action. It's when you're in the moment in a growth mindset that we're able to embrace pressure, embrace challenges, see things happening for us rather than to us. And we trust the process of what we can control, letting go of what we can't, and letting the results be a byproduct of the process. We're not tied to expectations, to outcomes. How you think is a consistent thing and it can really change the uh, perception of how you uh, take your business to the next level. It's interesting on that point that do you feel it's a chicken and egg scenario or like, do you, do you have to have that growth mindset early on to be able to get to seven figures or can you get to seven figures with fear-based thinking, but it's probably going to be a bit tough getting there, but you, you'll get there and then go, actually, then you were mentioning before that sometimes people get to that level and then lose it all because yeah. of the fear-based thinking. So tell me about that. I would say that if you if you are if you are able to be aware and start with the growth mindset, that's a more sustainable model. But that doesn't mean that there are people that have fixed-based thinking that have achieved success. The question is, is it going to be sustainable? Does it sustain in the in other areas of their life? I've seen so many people start to crumble personally 
even though their businesses are still humming along, the question is, how long is it that going to last in that state of mind? So with, the, with that being said, I always look at the fixed mindset as managing the problem and the growth mindset, resolving the root cause of the problem to operate within the solution. So I would say it could go either way, but a more sustainable model is operating from the beginning from a growth mindset, or if you've learned about this later, to a start where you are and begin to, to make the steps necessary to shift to a growth mindset to, to apply to sustaining your level of success in your business. Yeah, you might as well do it the easy way, right? And have the growth mindset first. Like, why? Would yeah, you I don't know if it's an easy thing, but 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 it's definitely it's worth the it is definitely worth the uh, the uh, journey. There's no question about it. I I learned the hard way several years ago because I operated from fear based thinking. I I had a great worth ethic. I followed through. I was able to have success, but I was worried, stressed out, miserable, angry, struggled with 12 years of addiction. So if you want to call that success, well, so be it. But that's not success to me. I definitely did not have harmony in my life. And that that success that I did have in my business was only was only going to last so long before I hit rock bottom. Do, have you ever experienced like alternative methods for for creating that growth mindset so i mean i i've always generally had a growth i say always probably not always but like as, as far as i can remember i've had quite a growth mindset however uh, the, there was still a lot of fear and limiting blocks especially i think that difference between five figures to six figures and six figures to seven there's different fear-based things that you probably didn't come up with before and one of the things i used to overcome it was hypnosis um and i became significantly more confident so i'm just curious is there any weird methods that you used or like what, what flicked the switch for you? For me, it's a process. So it's not something that you, it's not a switch or a dial. It's a process. I'm not saying that hypnosis doesn't work. I'm sure for some, it, it probably does. I, I didn't go that route. The route I did, it was, I, 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 I established a daily routine to build my success foundation. I had to overcome limiting beliefs, the need for validation and that need for validation led to me being codependent, passive aggressive in my behavior and communication, leading me to be a perfectionist or not another codependent trait. And it was very exhausting to people. And as a result of that could be very demanding and that can only last so long as a business owner. So with that being said, when I shift to a growth mindset, I had to establish a foundation, not only to, to resolve the root cause to limiting beliefs, but to build that success foundation that I could sustain through the rest of my life. And that was through making my bed every morning when I woke up at 4.15, meditation, journaling, working out, uh, uh, eating a healthy breakfast, reading a chapter or two out of a book and reviewing my daily goals, breaking down the priorities that matter and doing that seven days a week, 365 days a year. I've been doing that for 22 years almost. I have wow. not missed a day. So with that, it's discipline. So dis discipline and consistency. Discipline and consistency will help build your foundation. Your foundation will help sustain your way of thinking. Your way of thinking will allow you to be different, to become different, to do different, and to have better and different results. Even when you go through adversity and challenges, because you will, even if you get knocked backwards a few times, or even you, you might even lose a business. It's just, it's happening for you, not to you, because what, what's happening is preparing you for things that are even greater. It's how we think. It's a more sustainable model 
long-term and it helps a successful seven-figure business or seven-figure earner to really find more harmony in his or her life in conjunction with their business. Hey, and you probably found it as well, right? When you look back on businesses that you've had and you're like, oh, wow, that really didn't work out the way we planned or like it was a really stressful time. And then you look back and you go, I learned so many lessons from yes. that business to, to bring forward. Like we, we had one that was selling bridesmaids dresses and like, it was just chaos. Um, <laughs> and like now I'm obsessed with operations and SOPs for everything. There's <laughs> SOPs for the SOPs, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, like, well, here's the beauty about what you just said. Like I was a control freak. I got I, the reason why my anxiety and my stress and my worry, and it was taxing my health at the time, because I was so caught up in controlling everything beyond my control, controlling the economy, controlling the, the industry that I was in, controlling other people's communication, behavior, attitude, emotions, and the, and the action that they took or did not take. But the reality is I couldn't control any of that. So, but I spent all of my energy trying to control that only to be frustrated, angry, just out of sorts. And then, you know, dealing with it with 12 years of addiction, that was my only escape. So with that being said, when we can learn to really trust the process of controlling what we can't, that's our, our communication, behavior, attitude, emotions, the action we take, and that's it. Focusing on that and allowing the puzzle pieces that we are not aware of at the time as they come into our control over time, we can complete the puzzle, so to speak. That's my kind of my analogy to where the results that we seek will be a byproduct of that. Okay. So it's trusting the process. And with the with the addiction, was that just because something you could control? Because you knew you knew what the outcome was was going to be to an extent. Well, the thing is, is that I had an outcome, but I had I was high. My expectations were so high. So when people let me down, which that's what codependents do is they they put their power outside of themselves into other people's hands and when you're let down you get angry you get frustrated you deflect how you feel onto other people that's what aggressive uh people do and as a result of that it just really worked against me so when i really learned to shift away from expectation expectations are not even part of my vocabulary i i just they don't exist I, I show up each day and say to myself, what can I do and maximize to the best of my ability with what I know and what I have in my control today? I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about next week. I know the outcome that I seek, but I'm not tied to it through, through an expectation. I see it. And then I focus on what can I do today only that will lead to that. Tomorrow, I'll do the same thing. The next day, the next week, the next month, the next quarter, all of that will accumulate to lead to that result. If I have a certain time frame that I'm looking to achieve it, will it be verbatim that I'll achieve it? Who knows? But for what I could tell in, in, with my uh, of experience in this, it's always in the ballpark. So yeah. trust that process. I like, I like that. Trust the process. So Chris, when I, when I was researching you, I saw a quote, Long lasting results always come from content that goes below the surface, identifies root causes and provides steps to resolve these challenges. What, what does that mean? So what that means is that if we're looking for sustainable results, we have to be more proactive to operate within the solution rather than the problem. The reality is the world as a whole operates managing the problem. It's just like a, an assembly line. You could have bottlenecks. It can still produce widgets. It could still get it into the hands of other people. Is it going to be the best quality? 
Probably not. Is it going to be as efficient? Probably not. Is it going to be as productive? Probably not. But if we can resolve the root cause to that, that assembly line and we can produce better quality and a better experience, better products and so on, that's going to lead to more, more sustainable model for growth and profitability and so on. So it's all about, again, at the individual level, people being responsible for themselves, their roles and duties in life and in business. And then when we come together in a business-like way to make something big, we can do that in an interdependent versus a codependent way. We live in a codependent world, unfortunately, but we're starting to see a shift now where people are beginning to understand that when things are going to change in your life and in your business, it starts from within you. It's not outside of you. Everyone was seeking the answers all outside of themselves. It's only the people that are outside of yourself and the, re and the resources are great to provide you some knowledge. Now you got to take knowledge and apply it from within and do the things necessary to raise your level of confidence, self-esteem, to communicate better, to be more assertive rather than passive aggressive. And, and these are the things that are going to build a more sustainable model for success to go through any challenge or adversity come out ahead in the long run. I'm 100% on board with everything that you've just said. And if you listen to this podcast, just, just listen back to, to what Chris has just said there, because there's, there's a lot of powerful aha moments uh, that sometimes, you know, when you listen to things on a podcast, things get brushed over and it's just like, oh, just some things, but like really take that to heart because one of our core values is responsibility. And I think uh, we, we found when you take responsibility for your own stuff, if something goes wrong, it's my fault. If something if something goes wrong with someone else, it's my fault. <laughs> Everything's my fault. But also then they take full responsibility in the same way. So everyone's interdependent and kind of codependent, but but like in the, in the right way. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. The, whole, the, the Here's what a codependent does. A codependent what they're going to do is they're going to say yes to everything. They're going to go out of their way to please and enable other people and do for people. Doing for people is fine, but it's when we do for people, which they can do for themselves. And then it takes away from the things that you could be doing that could be more productive. That's not productive. And it's not helping the person that you're doing for because you're, you're enabling them to stay stuck in their ways to depend upon others, not doing their part, not being responsible for their role and in their duty and not being accountable. So this is where interdependency comes in. Interdependency is about empathy and kindness. It, it, by being the example and being a resource, you can empower people to do the same for themselves. And then when you come together, you can do bigger and better things. This is what keeps marriages together. My wife, if I, if I could say to myself, well, if my wife just does this, this, and this, I'll be happy. Well, I have to choose to be happy. I have to choose to be happy and do things that are going to make me happy. And then my wife will do the same. And when we come together, we can choose to be happy together at a higher level. Her, my happiness is not dependent upon her and vice versa. That's the thinking that a lot of people have, that, that the things that will make them feel successful, feel happy, have joy, are outside of themselves. They're, they're seeking in things and in, in people and other, you know, whatever that may be. The answers are all within each of us. And it's how we then go within and then get together as a, as a group to do it in an interdependent way. That's where the magic happens. So how, how do we go within? How do we explore that first step to go within ourselves? 
It's having a, a daily routine. Uh, like prior to 22 years ago, I didn't have a daily routine. I, you know, I, I woke up at, you know, late and I just did whatever, whatever was going to happen next. But I've been waking up at 4.15 every morning since uh, nine, well, what is it now? Since 1999. So I've been waking up uh, at 4.15. I make my bed. I meditate. I journal. So meditation and journaling are the two cornerstone habits over time done every day for the rest of your life that will help you to get to the root cause of limiting beliefs at the subconscious level to forgive and remove them and to replace from that clear slate a foundation of better beliefs, you know, positive beliefs that will allow you to uh, raise your level of confidence, self-esteem. And when you raise your level of confidence to self-esteem, that's going to improve your communication. You're going to be more specific, clear, and concise with yourself and others, not based on speculation and assumptions. You're moving away from codependent communication to, to interdependent communication. It's going to alter your behavior. You're not going uh, to react from anger, from shame, guilt, jealousy, envy. You're going to be more proactive in knowing that you can choose your emotion. Not to say that if something upsets you, you can, you can feel that you're upset, but say to yourself, okay, what can I control in this situation? Well, this is what I control. Here's what I can't control. Why am I going to choose to be unhappy with something I can't control? So to make that choice to shift the way you think. And then it's choosing our attitude and then choosing the course of action that we take within what we can control. We, we can begin to think that way and people start doing that individually. This is where interdependency can skyrocket and, and, and take a company from here to here, take a person's success from here to here. Does that mean you're never going to have any problems or challenges in your life and business? No, you probably have more, but it's a good thing because we can't grow without challenges. We can't innovate new products without challenges or setbacks. We can't be creative without challenges or setbacks. We have to look at them as blessings in disguise and not that, oh my God, why is this happening to me? And here it goes again. We wouldn't grow in, a, in, in, in to other levels if we don't have adversity and challenges. So we have to look at that in terms of, you know, a different way of thinking. So talk to me as well about the difference between serving value rather than selling. Well, when you, I don't like, I had 25 years in sales. I was a sales professional, ran sales teams. And kind of I, 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 uh, I was selling media okay. at the time. And I also brokered aircraft. I used to broker older commercial 737s, 757s, triple sevens, 747s. Why, why did he use sevens in everything? That's really I know that that's the Boeing, Boeing way. Uh, Airbuses were like A319s, 320s, three, well, 340s are gone or no, the A350s are gone now. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, so on and so on. But, but nonetheless, I got away from selling. I'm not here to persuade somebody to see my point of view or what I think is best for them. That doesn't work. It's about enrolling people, but empowering them, sharing, not telling people, but sharing information using stories that are relatable and that people feel understood. And when they connect with not only your why, but when they feel that your why behind what you're sharing resonates with their why at a subconscious level, mm -hmm. based upon a shared value or shared values, could be integrity, honesty, whatever that may be they're more likely now to you know, empower them 
to draw their own conclusion on how you can help them. Now they're enrolling in your business versus that you sold them. When you sell somebody, yeah, you might be able to convince them, but they're always going to have one foot out the door. And then you're going to constantly be going through, you know, getting people in, getting people in. I don't know about you, but I'm, as I get older, I don't want to chase people. I want, I, I desire to enroll people that have made that decision for themselves to make a commitment investment in something you have to offer. And when they have, when they do their part, like you do your part independently, they have a better experience. When they have a better experience, what do they do? They refer people. I rather, I rather enroll to get, generate business from referrals instead of going out there and selling, selling, marketing, marketing, and so on. I'm not saying selling and marketing are a bad thing. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. So any of you sales professionals or marketing people are saying, <laughs> who is this guy? This, what yeah. is he talking about? It's just another way of looking at it. You get to decide what that means to you and how can that incorporate to make your marketing in your sales process better? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, we one of the things that we just started adding to one of our daily huddles is customer wow. So everyone has to come with a customer wow idea once once per week. I love it, and, and that, I love the huddles that you said. I, I I advocate daily huddles for everybody, all my executive coaching clients, whether they're companies or individuals. Huddles are so important. Why why do you feel huddles are important? I feel that huddles are important is that they don't have to be a half an hour, an hour long. We're, we're talking about five, 10 minutes. It could be virtual, it could be in person, depending upon the situation. All it is, is that each day that you come together, depending upon how many people are working together and you're, and you're getting clarity on each other's role and duty in whatever you're working on. So there's no miscommunication. There's no assumption. There's no speculation. There, it's not that you're operating from these expectations when somebody doesn't fulfill what you thought should have been done. Yeah. It's getting, so the communication is clear, it's specific, it's concise, and it's just more likely that that's going to lead to better results down the road. And I think daily huddles are powerful in helping people to develop that clarity over each other's roles and duties and being responsible and coming together as a group to do bigger and better things. And culture. Culture, culture a big two shifting culture yeah de definitely so so chris something that we ask everyone who comes on the show is what do you want to be remembered for when you die it's not i'm it's not i'm not one of those people it's about me it's about you know leaving a legacy that people can you know that you can show up each day to be your better self not to be the best to be the best means you're trying to be perfect it's to be your best, showing up to be the example and be, be a resource for other people to do the same. That's what I do each and every day in my coaching, my consulting, my speaking business as an investor and, and working with startup companies as well. That's what, I, what, what drives me each and every day. It's leaving that legacy for people to do the same. If that's something that people remember that, hey, that guy used to do that every day and that really helped me out. So be it. I, that, you know, that's it, it's not about my accolades and what he accomplished, and you know, not a big deal. It, I'm here to serve from example and hope that somebody will just pick that up and serve it in their way to help others do the same for themselves. Curious, if I asked you that question 25 years ago before you started doing the daily routines and all that stuff, would your answer have been very different? Well, completely different because it would have been about oh. I need to be validated. You got to look at all the accomplishments I made. Hey, I won an award for this. I was the top salesman of the year. 
you know, look at this, that that's how I would have looked at it and completely different way of thinking, you know, going back. I, but I'm very blessed and thankful for going through that first 30 years of my life that were very rough. I, I would, I would not be who I am today, what I'm, what we're talking about here, had I not gone through that to experience that to now shift to be completely operating in a different way. So I consider it a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important to note that the whole point of a fixed mindset and a growth mindset is if it's a growth mindset, it's not fixed, right? Like if you're going through exactly what Chris was going through 25 years ago and looking for this validation and you're listening right now and going, why do I feel angry all the time? Like you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Absolutely. So uh, Chris, what is one quick win that people can use to amplify the business today? Here's the thing that what I, I'm going to, a lot of times it's a quote, but, but it's not a, well, it is a quote, but it's, but look at it as, as a really a statement of really adopting, adapting into your business each and every day, give without expectation. So what does that mean? You give without expectation from empathy and kindness. That's being the example, being a resource, not just doing, doing, doing that's pleasing and enabling and receive without resistance so what does that mean people out there are great at giving but they don't have boundaries they get taken advantage of and they have a hard time receiving especially when something comes to them where they weren't anticipating it you know where is this coming from you don't owe me that many people are not good receivers they're they don't know how to ask people will go out of their way to help others if you ask them so it's, it's, again, giving without expectation, empathy and kindness, receive without resistance, ask, ask. And when it does come from you, from, you know, something you did not anticipate, receive it without resistance, because what you give comes back from somewhere else. It's not necessarily it comes back from this to this, from the source that you gave to. And that, when you can adapt that, 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 that statement and that way of thinking into your business each and every day. It's, it's amazing what things, what, what things can go from there. I sometimes will sit there and a, a check will come in and I'll be like, where did, where did this come from? You know, but I don't question it. It might cross my mind for about a split second. I'm like, oh, gladly take it. You know, that's it. You know, unless it's a mistake, of course. Yeah. And then somebody sent it to me. Actually, <laughs> that, I just that would be different. That I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm going to be very honest. But with that being said, but, but a lot of people have a hard time with it, but but that's the law of prosperity and prosperity works in mysterious ways, but people are always trying to question and trying to control like what, and that's, this is where they throw themselves all out of whack and just make things harder than it should be. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of powerful lessons in that short bit. And so if you listen to this, just listen back to that, you know, listen back, take, take notes from what you're going through and, and listen to all these podcasts because like there's so much valuable information and it, just apply that to your daily routine and you'll make big differences. So Chris, what seven figure entrepreneur would you be nominate to be on the show next? Well, the, uh, I'm going to nominate uh, JV crumb, the third uh, JV. He lives in Colorado. He's a very successful uh, businessman, f- f- a former lawyer uh, has done extremely well in his life. He also has a very highly successful podcast himself called the conscious millionaire. 
and I can nominate some other people, but I will leave it at one for now. But I, you know, you know, I gave you a few others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, Chris. And finally, where can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, the best place you can reach out to me is on my website. If you'd like to find out information at Christopher Salem, my full name.com. You could also check me out on LinkedIn at Christopher Salem. Or feel free to reach out to me on email. There's no obligation. I'd just love to meet people and get to know you and your business at chris at christophersalem.com. Fantastic, Chris. It's been amazing having you on the show. So uh, remember, guys, you've been listening to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast with me, Paul Ace, and my amazing guest, Christopher Salem. Remember, amplify your business and amplify your life. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. To access the show notes, episodes, and this month's giveaway, head over to www.amplifytosevenfigures.com. Remember, amplify your business, amplify Amplify your your life.